welcome to Industry Roundtable with Roger Reiswig. I'm Roger Reiswig, Fellow and Vice President of Industry Relations at Johnson Controls. In this series, I will host leaders in the industry to explore fire and life safety issues that matter to you. Hello, and for today's podcast topic for Industry Roundtable, we will be discussing Building Systems Information Units, or BSIU, and the language that was been added to NFPA 72 in 2019, along with some background information on the subject. My guest today is Mr. Paul Nelson. Paul is a product manager for Integrated Solutions for Johnson Controls. Welcome to Industry Roundtable, Paul, and thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Well, thank you, Roger. I'm glad to be here. Paul, could you b- provide our listeners with some of your background and also your duties uh, today and what a product manager does uh, for integrated solutions here at Johnson Controls? Well, I've been in the uh, fire detection industry since around 1997. And during that time, I've actually been able to experience the industry from a variety of roles. Uh, I started out in engineering. I've been a project manager, an operations manager, and most recently a product line manager. And because my background also includes other areas like fire suppression, uh, HVAC controls, and experience with other building systems, well, it makes good sense that the products that I manage include integrations with those other systems. So those integrations are often uh, through protocols such as BACnet or Modbus, um, even custom integrations. But in addition to that, I also manage a line of fire alarm control panels. And of course, that includes uh, software-based products like the BSIU. Now, as a product manager, it's, it's very important for us to pay attention to the trends in the industry and listen carefully to what building owners and, and users of fire alarm products are asking for. And having heard from many of these audiences, it's clear that there's a strong appetite in the market for a product like the BSIU. In fact, that desire has existed for a long time. So I'm excited to see that the National Fire Protection Association has finally provided us the context uh, to meet that need. Uh, Fantastic. And uh, seems like you got a fantastic background to help us understand this subject a little bit better today. So as we jump into this, many of our listeners probably are unaware of new language that was added to NFPA 72 for 2019, specifically for the BSIU. Could you provide an overview of the application for us? Well, as you know, Roger, uh, fire alarm systems have become very complex and sophisticated. And the use of a computer-based graphical interface, um, it's made so many other aspects of our lives so much easier. You know, we think about how using a GPS has made travel so much easier than than using a roadmap or an atlas, or how so many of us can walk into a grocery store and and we can operate the self-checkout with no training. In much the same way, uh, the BSIU is a software application that can really simplify the operation of even very complex fire alarm systems, uh, making it intuitive for the operators. It can do that by using floor plan graphics to show sensor locations uh, and current readings from those sensors. It can have custom operator instructions built into it, telling the operator exactly what steps to take. 
And in fact, it can have pre-programmed shortcuts built into it to make every, every task, even the most complicated tasks, seem very simple. So since fire alarm systems are complex and, and intimidating uh, to some users today, they're going to really enjoy a product like the BSIU because immediately uh, they'll be able to feel like an expert. Oh, that's great. Now, some might think that this is the first time that such an application has been presented in NFPA 72, but can you give us a little bit of insight uh, about that? And is this the first time we've seen something like this in our code? Well, actually, that's it's not entirely new concept uh, for fire alarm systems. In fact, when I first began in the industry in the, the 1990s, uh, computers and software applications were already being used to operate very large and very complex fire alarm systems. So even though the technology has come a long way, the idea or this concept has been around for quite some time. Yeah, fantastic. So maybe we also need to talk a little, a little bit about terminology because many people have various opinions on what they believe a BSIU encompasses. So when we look to NFPA 72, I believe they've defined what that is. Could you give us a little bit more uh, understanding uh, of their definition? Sure. I think the best definition really comes from NFPA 72 itself, uh, the 2019 edition. There it defines the BSIU as a computer-based electronic device that is intended to display building information and execute system control functions, including fire system information display and control. So essentially, it's a computer application that can access all of that information within the fire alarm system. And the key is that it can even ex execute control within that fire alarm system. Yeah, that is interesting. So we've had graphical options or workstations, as some call it, in the code for some time now. But why did NFPA 72, the committee, decide at this point in time that we needed to add this particular type of interface to the fire alarm system? It really has a lot to do about accessibility. When we initially uh, talked about how these software-based solutions have existed for some time, they were only really applied to very large installations. And there was good reason for that. It's because they're very expensive to implement. Because they're an integral part of many of these fire alarm systems, in the past, both the hardware, including the computer, and the software had to be listed to UL-864. Now that's the standard for fire alarm control equipment. And there's, there's good reason for that requirement, because if that system were to fail, in many cases that could impair the fire alarm system. But this is where the BSIU differs. Uh, the BSIU is only used for redundant operations of the fire alarm system. So the fire alarm system is designed such that it does not rely on the presence of that BSIU in any way for proper operation. And because of that key difference, NFPA 72 does not require that computer to be UL-864 listed. So a computer listed to some less restrictive standards uh, can now be used. So that might not sound like a big difference, uh, but in reality, this is what makes the BSIU so accessible to more building operators. It was the cost of that listed computer hardware 
that was a major component that made these systems out of the reach of many consumers. Now, because of that difference, there are some limitations or compromises uh, that, that have to be made because that hardware, uh, the computer hardware is not UL864 listed. So as a result, the BSIU needs to be located within the same room as other listed fire alarm controls. So in other words, the BSIU is, is going to be in the same room as the control panel, the network enunciator, or the other hardware that can be used to execute control. And the BSIU is only allowed to perform control functions that can also be performed using that listed hardware. You know, in the end, Roger, I, I really like what the committee did with these requirements because the integrity of the, of the fire alarm system, the life safety that it, that it brings is not compromised in any way because of that redundancy. Yeah, so that's interesting now that there's a different option here that's available to a different type of, a, of an end user. So I guess going along with that, what type of end user would you see would benefit from this type of an application? Really, it could be almost anyone that would benefit from an easier way to operate their system. But thinking of specific users, uh, if we think of a K through 12 school district, uh, for instance, and the way they operate their system, they may want an easier way to do things like uh, conducting fire alarm drills, or they may want an easier way to change the way the system responds during different events, like sporting events. Uh, they may want to have an easy way to run reports that help them to perform uh, proactive maintenance before the start of the school year. And they're doing all of this using staff that has to be expert operators in other systems as well. So the simpler those tasks are, uh, the better off they are. I think too of manufacturing, warehousing, uh, these huge logistics uh, facilities, they could, save, they could save so much time with graphics that show device locations that give special instructions to operators and special instructions for servicing all of the specialized equipment that they have that are interlocked with or, or monitored by the fire alarm system. You know, for example, knowing the exact location of a sprinkler control valve that feeds the branch line that was just damaged by a forklift, boy, that makes responding to that emergency so much more efficient than reading the, the classic display on a fire alarm enunciator. So there, there are use cases that we could talk about really for, for any type of facility, but the key is simplifying the operation, even for those complex tasks. Okay. So as we you know, go into this further, then maybe what would be a key reason or reasons why someone would use a building system information unit over our traditional graphics packages that have been offered in the industry for years now? Well, again, the cost has been the barrier in the past. So that, that initial cost, and as well as the cost of maintaining uh, those, those UL864 listed systems, that's been the barrier. The BSIU can be implemented at a considerably lower cost. It is important to note, though, that the BSIU will not offer all of the advanced features that were found on other software applications. Uh, because it's, again, not running on that listed hardware. Um, some of the things that are not allowed, uh, just as an example, are the BSIU cannot operate as a DACR or a receiver for digital alarm uh, communicator transmitters. 
it cannot operate as a, a smoke control enunciator. But, you know, it makes sense because these type of operations are not allowed because that would make the fire alarm system depend on the BSIU. And that's not allowed because, again, the hardware that, that it's running on is not listed. You know, many users also, uh, this, this is kind of a minor point, but they complain that these UL864 listed PCs are big and noisy, which they are. They're sort of an industrial PC, and they're also not the latest and greatest PCs by the time they go through the lengthy listing processes. All right, so it's kind of a give and take then. If you don't want to pay for the expensive and have the burden of that big expensive UL864 listed computer, there are some features that you that you might lose. Um, and if those are important to you, you might have to stay with that larger system. For the DACR, I think that's a really, these couple of things here are really good that you're bringing up. Uh, DACR, for those that don't know, Digital Alarm Communicating Receiver, where your graphics package might receive information from other uh, fire alarm control units on a campus. And um, the smoke control enunciator, I think, is another interesting aspect to that. It brings up a whole other listing of uh, nuances of listings that can uh, come into play. So um, I think it's really important here, and I just want to take a few seconds, that um, it's not just a matter of being able to use a less expensive piece of hardware and be able to allow graphics packages to be out there, but there's some give and takes um, if you would go that route. So if I'm an AHJ, authority having jurisdiction, what are some questions that I might be concerned with if a facility decides to use a BSIU? Well, because the BSIU concept is so new, uh, becoming familiar with what a BSIU is, is going to be the first step for many AHJs. So for a while, I'm sure the most common question will be, uh, what is a BSIU and uh, where is that uh, UL listed computer that I'm used to seeing. So be prepared uh, to have a conversation with the AHJ about this new code provision uh, because it's going to take it's going to take a while uh, before AHJs are familiar with the BSIU. But once they understand that concept, the most important question that an AHJ should be asking is: Is that listed control equipment located in the room capable of all the all of the required control functions on the system. So I want to verify if I'm an AHJ that if this system were to go down, that you can still execute all of that control using the other equipment in the room. And they'll want to also verify that the system is designed in a way that the BSIU is not the critical path for any life safety functions, that everything can still be accomplished uh, in the event that the BSIU should fail. Okay, so we've been talking a little bit here about listings and listings for the BSIU. And um, so we often hear, you know, the driving document philosophy where one dr document drives another. You know, in this case, we see several changes that occurred in NFPA 72. And then that's the trigger, if you will, for the changes to occur within the UL standard, the listing standard of the product, uh, namely for software only options for our graphical packages. Can you discuss this a little bit more and maybe what some of the listings are? And do I have to be concerned with any listings of the computer uh, moving forward with this? Well, the, the evolution of these requirements is really interesting because the, the work that the NFPA Technical Committee uh, put into defining the BSIU and its proper application, well, that was really just the beginning. 
So NFPA 72 requires that the BSIU software uh, be approved to the UL 864 standard. But yet when that was written into the code, at the time that standard didn't have clear provisions for testing software only products. So in response then, Underwriters Laboratories created a new product category, the UOJK category, and they added new clauses to the UL 864 standard that specifically address um, the listing process for BSIU software. So these changes ultimately gave us a, a new reference uh, standard that we as a manufacturer uh, could use to have a clear path to design this product uh, that could be approved under UL 864. Okay, so then as we're talking about the hardware, um, NFPA 72 along with UL, they want to make sure that the computer is, has met some type of a listing that we just haven't gone down to some supply house and picked something up. And within 72, I believe in chapter 23, protected premises chapter, they actually identify or call out um, listings that a, a piece of hardware would have to have. So when we look in those, I think we have a UL 60950 for information technology equipment or uh, UL 62368 for audio video information and communication technology equipment. What I found in the industry, Paul, is uh, these seem to be much more readily available and they don't have to be a standard that I get for my hardware. It's something that I can buy from other manufacturers that already have taken computers and got them um, hardened or listed uh, to this. So I, I think with both of those, with the software that UL has put in for A64 for life safety, and then making sure that the computer hardware has a little bit more robustness to it, helps us to offer a, um, a life safety solution that, that doesn't compromise life safety. That's absolutely true, Roger. In fact, as, as a manufacturer, we recommend certain computer packages, if you will, from, from some of the major uh, manufacturers. So it's it's always good to check with the manufacturer to to make sure that the, the computer is going to be compatible and carries those uh, applicable listings. That's a great point. So, well, as we um, go through this, as a product manager, and you kind of live through this, if you will, for the BSIU, what were maybe some of the challenges, if you could give us a little bit of inside baseball on uh, that came up in order for us to deal with this uh, application or this offering? Well, there definitely were challenges and decisions that needed to be made. And perhaps the biggest challenge in, in making these decisions was deciding which features should be available in the BSIU software. But that really was a challenge that was easily overcome once we thoroughly understood the concept of the BSIU and really established our own design philosophy as well. We decided as a team early on that we would not remove any features from our flagship software unless it was absolutely necessary. So in doing this, we really created a product that Although it fits the more restrictive applications uh, def defined in NFPA 72 for the BSIU, we were able to retain nearly all of the, the functionality, the, the features that our customers love. Now, the approvals process uh, was another issue because approvals are always a challenge in our industry because of the time that it takes 
for the standards to be written uh, and then for the products to be developed and finally for them to be tested and approved by a nationally recognized uh, testing laboratory. The reason this is a challenge is because once the public sees the BSIU described in NFPA 72, they're very eager to see a product on the market. But the fact is that it does take quite a bit of time uh, to get the products to market. The good news, though, is that 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 wait is now over. And in fact, we should see manufacturers like Johnson Controls and others bringing their products to the market very soon. Now, this sounds like a great application. And for a lot of customers that maybe didn't want to have the expense of a graphics package, uh, now this is much more attainable to them. This has been a very interesting topic, Paul, and I thank you for taking the time to help clear some of these things up for our listeners. And thank you for listening and taking time out of your day to be part of the Industry Roundtable podcast series. Before we wrap up, I wanted to mention that this podcast is for informational purposes and is not professional advice. We recommend you consult with your local authorities or seek professional counsel for your life safety needs.